This is a special edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. Our guest is Carlos Nuens. He is uh, the uh, uh, chief medical officer for ResMed. And we are celebrating, if you will, Sleep Awareness Week 2023. Doctor, welcome back to Late Night Health. Thank you for having me. Great to be back. Do Americans and people throughout the world, do we have trouble sleeping? Well, according to a new survey that I just uh, was reviewing the results from, we do have trouble sleeping. Uh, even though more than 60% of Americans think they're getting enough hours in their bed, uh, more than 80% admitted that they have at least one sign or symptom of poor sleep the following day. So things like being excessively tired during the day or waking up with a headache or waking up in uh, drenched in sweat or scratchy throat. All these things are signs and symptoms that you're not getting good sleep, even though you might be laying in bed long enough. Uh, is it still eight hours? Yeah, the recommendation is for between seven to nine hours. Some of the latest research shows that less than seven is not good and nine or more is actually not good either. People who stay in bed much longer tend to be um, either older or they have multiple chronic conditions. So Getting that perfect in between seven to nine hours is really what you're shooting for. You know, as we get older, do we need more sleep or less sleep? It would seem to me, as somebody who may be over, say, 40, that uh, I need less sleep and I want less sleep so I can do more. Yeah, no. And as someone else who is over 40, wink, wink. Um, yes. Yeah, it, you, we tend to sleep less as we get older, but the body's requirements for sleep do not really go down. So maybe you get closer to the seven hour end of that normal spectrum of seven to nine hours, but you still need to get at least those good seven hours of sleep. What happens if you don't? Uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I get about five and a half. I try, I try really hard to, uh, to stay in bed and get that seven to eight hours. Yeah, no, and, and it's and, and I'm glad that you try. There are some people who do get away with less. They are few and far between. Maybe you are one of them and you're genetically are uh, fortunate enough to do that. But most people, even when they try and even when they're not getting the full seven to nine hours, probably still need it. Um, and so there may be things you can do, you know, having a, a set schedule. Um, not looking at screens that hour before you go to bed, staying away from your phone uh, uh, or your iPad or your computer or your TV screen. All of those things can confuse the brain. That light going into your eyes makes the brain think the sun might still be out. Why am I going to sleep? So we need to make sure that our, what we call sleep hygiene is taken care of so that you can get those, at least that seven hours that your body needs. I'm in radio and TV, as you know, and... Um... My brain's confused enough as it is. What else can people do to improve their sleep? I mean, we hear a lot about things like melatonin. Is that something that is safe and it's okay to use? Well, I mean, safety is one thing. It's safe in this country for it to be sold. The FDA doesn't really um, monitor it the way that, because it's a, it's a supplement, it's over the counter. So the monitoring for... The safety is a little different than if it was a prescription drug, but I will say this before you try anything, even an over-the-counter medication to try and sleep, talk to your doctor first. There may be something simpler that you can do that can help you with your sleep, but it is important. You know, you asked, what are the consequences if you don't get that good sleep? 
as I mentioned earlier, it puts you at risk for other conditions and other diseases. If you don't get good restful sleep, you're at higher risk for things like cardiovascular disease. That's high blood pressure, heart attack, stroke, those sorts of things, which happen later in life. Um, it also puts you at greater risk of dementia, especially like Alzheimer's dementia, if you don't sleep well. So I would do everything that you can to make sure you're getting that, that seven to nine hours of sleep and it's never too late to start. And what about you know, prescription meds? I mean, we've heard a lot about them and I think there's a, a recent study about one of them, uh, the, the butterfly uh, one, uh, <laughs> Ambien, uh, where, where especially seniors are having some issues with taking it. And then uh, uh, celebrities have taken it uh, and uh, have, have messed up their, uh, their TV careers. Uh, Roseanne comes to mind, and she blamed Ro uh, Ambien for that. Yeah, you have to <clears throat> keep in mind that drugs like Ambien or any, any other medications of that type are controlled substances. They should only be prescribed by a physician and only should be used for short periods of time. They're meant to help someone who's having an acute short-term problem getting sleep. But after a couple of weeks, you shouldn't be taking them. And what happens is people will become, they can be habit forming and they will form a habit where now they can't sleep at all without them. And the next thing you know, you get into uh, a risk of becoming uh, addicted to these medications just to be able to sleep. So those should be a last resort. Actually, one of the first line therapies for insomnia is not to write you a prescription for a sleeping pill, but it is for what they call cognitive behavioral therapy, basically meaning that you need to change the way you think about how you sleep. And it's really a behavioral approach, changing those behaviors and those habits that are keeping you from having good sleep because the pills are just a temporary fix. And unfortunately, too many people don't use them as a temporary fix. They use them as a chronic fix. Uh, let's talk about res ResMed. What does ResMed do? You're the chief medical officer um, for that, and you're also the chairman of the Consumer Technology Association's Health Division. Yeah, what so ResMed is, uh, is an amazing company. We make respiratory equipment for people with sleep apnea and other respiratory diseases like COPD and asthma. We make ventilators. So you can imagine we were quite busy during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but we also make all sorts of really cool digital health solutions for people with respiratory conditions. We make software for people who are dealing with medical conditions outside of the hospital, everything from uh, uh, rehab and nursing facilities all the way through to home health. And so it's a it's ResMed used to stand for respiratory medicine. Now we like to jokingly say it's respiratory and residential medicine. We help people uh, live with chronic diseases where they happen to live in their home, in assisted living facilities and nursing homes. So anywhere that people live with chronic diseases, ResMed is there to help them. Uh, let's briefly touch on, on um, sleep apnea, because that's a problem that many people have, but they don't even know it. Yeah, there are about a billion, that's with a B, people in the world that have sleep apnea. And what it is, is a condition where you stop breathing multiple times every hour that you sleep. Yeah, even a mild case of sleep apnea, you stop breathing five times an hour every single hour. So it's no joke. And when I say stop breathing, it's like suffocating. Your body thinks you're suffocating, your blood oxygen drops, and your entire system freaks out to try and get you to breathe. Your blood pressure shoots up, your heart rate shoots up. It's a bad thing. And I know this from experience because I have sleep apnea. 
and for 20 plus years was in denial, was not being treated and was setting myself up for multiple chronic health problems later in life. Do we have to wear the Darth Vader uh, masks anymore? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Every time you see like a CPAP device on a TV show or in the movies, they have the biggest, loudest 20-year-old thing with a mask that looks like Darth Vader or maybe that creature from the alien that sucks onto your face. Um, it is not like that anymore. It hasn't been like that for decades. The, the CPAP machines today are small. They are quiet. They're quieter than your air conditioner. And I don't wear a big mask on my face. I wear what's called a nasal pillow, which are these little prongs that go under your nose. You may have seen something similar to that when people get oxygen. It's, mm -hmm. it's not much bigger than that. And it's very comfortable. And I actually look forward every night to putting it on because I'm getting a good night's sleep. My poor wife, who suffered for 20 plus years of me snoring, is now actually sleeping too. So it was the one treatment that cured two people's bad sleep. I was going to ask about that because if, if I snore and I don't do it every night, I don't do it regularly, I get this punch in my back and um, because I'm waking her up. Of course, once in a great while, she wakes me up snoring as well. If <laughs> somebody is interested and wants more information, not only about ResMed, but about better sleep, where can they go? Yes, there's a great website, sleepforbettertomorrow.com. Lots of great information about healthy sleep, sleep disorders. I think there's even a, a link to my new podcast, Awaken Your Best, which talks about sleep and wellness and cool technology that helps us live and sleep our best lives. Listen, doctor, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're celebrating uh, Sleep Awareness Week with Carlos Nunez. He is uh, a doctor, a medical doctor, chief medical officer for ResMed. And if you want more information, go to sleepforbettertomorrow.com. I'll repeat that, sleepforbettertomorrow.com. We look forward to talking to Dr. Uh, Nunez uh, again uh, soon. And uh, this is Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. We'll be back.